Um, we're very pleased to be joined by a man we don't know how to address, Andrew Twiggy Forrest, <laughs> Mindaroo uh, Foundation Chair, uh, amongst other things. Indeed. Uh, Andrew, good morning to you. Ross and Russell, how are you both? Very, very well, thank you. We've got a range of matters we can discuss. Right. I'm interested in your comments last week on um, Ukraine, and I agree with you. Generally speaking, don't you think the one thing we have in common with the United States is that we both tend to side with the good guys. How does that work if they're siding with the bad guys and we're siding with the good guys? Yeah, I just think it's going to fail the pub test. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting what the political or security um, apparatus of a country says, but I can tell you what the people of Australia say from a pub test perspective. You line up with Putin in any way after he's being so ridiculously cruel um, and so bloodthirsty uh, and put such devastation onto an innocent country and people. You line up with that bloke, um, then why wouldn't you line up with someone against Australia one day? So I'd just say to all North America's allies, if you want to keep us as allies, play a very fair, very straight game. Uh, and, and Twiggy, did we read that you're uh, you and your foundation are getting involved in the removal of mines in the Ukraine? Yeah, look, we're putting in five million. We announced it this morning. Um, we, we're, we've teamed up with the World Food Program to basically do what Mindaroo does, get get really down on the ground floor. Um, it's it, Look, it's, a, it's an act of love, Ross and Russell. We're clearing uh, huge amounts of land which have been heavily mined by Russia, um, Ukraine got mass amount of land back last year from its its counter um, its its counter defence, and all this massive arable country is still not able to be used because it's all been mined by the Russians. So we're getting in there with low-level satellites and other technology um, on ground to clear the land of mines and to get the farmers back back working and you know this is a very large part of a country which makes a real difference to the world's food balance and food costs so I think it's a win-win for everybody. So so to the reading over the weekend um, and also listening to a couple of podcasts there doesn't appear to be any hope that 2024 is going to get any movement one way or the other in Ukraine Russian conflict what what say you? Yeah it's a one hell of a question um you know, I'd like to get my crystal ball out and give you a certain answer, but I can't. I would say if the United States um, continues to back in Ukraine, you'll see a swing in this war throughout this year in Ukraine's favour. If they don't back Ukraine for any reason, which I just cannot think of, um, then uh, it's going to get harder and harder and Ukraine will have to rely on Europe. So, you know, I think that... They've been so incredibly brave, so incredibly courageous, and they're really fighting, you know, autocracy. You know, one person wanting to say, "Well, I'll invade a country if they don't do what I say," um, or democracy, where you have the rule of law. Um, and we fought very hard to get the rule of law. We had the whole of the Second World War, that massive cost, that massive loss of life, merged with one good thing going for it, and that's the rules-based order. Um, and Russia slash Putin wants to roll over the top of that for their own selfish interests. I think we have to defend it for every man and woman in Australia. Um, there are six state governments and one federal government. That's seven in all. Um, and you deal with government a lot. Uh, who's the best of the seven and who's the worst? 
Yeah, I'm not answering that, mate. That's what a good try, eh? What a try on. <laughs> good on thought you. I, I, I give it a go. So, so to, uh, in the media last night, Twiggy, we saw um, you discussing sort of nuclear power. Um, the word that gets used often is this thing, baseload power. So in the absence of, as we phase out coal, which provides a you know huge amount of our power now, probably, what, 65% of our power, that's the baseload question seems to be the question that is being asked and why nuclear is starting to be discussed. Yeah, so look, I think it's really fair that we throw everything in, in, into the mix and look at it on its merits. Um, I'm seeing energy costs coming down and down at wholesale level. The regulators now have to pass on those savings to mums and dads of Australia. Um, so, and I'm seeing these costs trending down thanks to renewables. Now, uh, if you want to go nuclear, well, you know, I'd know a thing or two about projects. I speak to the big energy vendors around the world. They're telling me, look, there are no small nuclear reactors. If you're on a survey across Australia saying, would you prefer coal or would you prefer nuclear? Well, everyone's going to say nuclear, of course, because coal's um, really coming to the end of its day. But what they're telling me is that you know, if we really get cracking straight away, we might be able to do it in 15 years. If you push it hard, maybe 10, you know, and they're pitching a project. So from even getting an order, you need to do several years of studies, several, several years of longitudinal environmental assessments. Then you've got to build these things out. 10 to 15 years is really optimistic. And I don't want our country to be hooked to fossil fuel for all of that period when the rest of the world is going renewable energy as fast as it can. And only those countries who cannot go to renewable energy, France and Europe and cold countries which don't have the sunshine we do, which don't have the wind we do, they're going to nuclear. So to compare Australia to, 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 uh, to them is crazy. So um, I'm just saying let's back the cheapest, fastest horse and that's, of course, going to be renewable. Um, Twiggy, I suspect I'll get a different answer to this if I asked our listeners um, this question of you. Is it more fun making money or giving it away? You know, I would say it's tough giving it away responsibly because you you come up against life and death all the time. And um, so is it more satisfying giving it away? It is, but, you know, it isn't It isn't easy. And, and we go straight to where the world needs us most to communities, to modern slavery, to Ukraine, to the desecration of our oceans from plastic. These are all hard, knotty, difficult issues. And to be brutal, yes, sometimes they're not a lot of fun, but they've got to be done. And, you know, that's what we do. Um, uh, Babe Ruth had a teammate called Lefty Gomez who said uh, in the baseball world, he said, I'd rather be lucky than good. And it doesn't matter how successful someone is, they will have had at least one bit of luck in their lives. What's the best bit of luck you've had? Oh, mate, growing up in Australia, you know, without any doubt, I mean, you know, genetically could have been born anywhere, I suppose, but uh, you know, being born into this country with its, with its freedom, with its democratic laws, with free press, with the rule of title, you know, it's just a magnificent country and I'm so lucky, so, so blessed to be born into it. I had another stroke of luck, if I could throw it in. You know, my parents worked super, super hard on a cattle station. You know, if you made a quid year in, year out, you, you know, that was really tough. My grandparents, though, stepped up and put the farm on the line. I think they eventually lost it so they could educate the kids so that mum and dad could educate my brother and sister and me. Um, and if they hadn't stepped in, maybe I wouldn't have had the education I had. So, look, I've, um, I'm leading and have led a bloody lucky life. 
Lovely to chat with you. Mm -hmm. We thank you for making time available to us today. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Russell. Andrew, Twiggy Forrest.